Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. Before I let you listen on this amazing episode with Aurora Suarez, I just would like to say thank you for an amazing year in 2019. Thank you for listening in on the podcast and sharing your stories. I also especially appreciated everyone sharing their Insta stories with me of their top podcasts, and many of them uh, included my podcast, Adulting with Joy Spring, and I really, really appreciate it. I just want you guys to know that I love hearing from you. I love it when you send me messages also. So thank you for all of that. This particular episode with Aoi Suarez will be the last one for the year, but don't fret because on January 1, 2020, we will be uploading a new episode at that too. Also, we've been doing something new on the podcast. Uh, we've actually simultaneously been shooting it with video. So my phone's not on silent. If um, you want to watch uh, or share really a video version of the podcast, you can do so by checking out youtube.com slash make the right choice. But if that's not your deal and you just like listening to the podcast while you're on the way to work, or if you're trying to kill time, or if you're trying to uh, keep yourself in company or have me as your company while you're doing something, please go ahead and do just that. Thank you again for a wonderful 2019. I hope you guys have a blessed Christmas and a great, wonderful blast when you celebrate New Year. God bless you. Enjoy this episode. What's up you guys and welcome to Adulting with Joy Spring, the how-tos of your 20s told by a 20-something-year-old traversing through adult life expectantly and with gusto. Don't forget to check out joyspring.com for the show notes and use the hashtag, hashtag AdultingWithJoySpring for all your comments, suggestions, and hopefully non-violent reactions. Thanks for listening. Welcome to another episode of Adulting with Joy Spring and right now we are actually set up here in Newark Studios and we're very, very excited because for my first guest for today, we have Aurora Suarez. Aurora Suarez is a career and life coach who believes in the power of clarity, curiosity, connection, and courageous action in crafting a life you love. She is also a writer, author of the Sunday Night Journal, and founder of Right Away, an all-women annual writing getaway that aimed to spark inspiration. Welcome to Adulting with Joy Spring, Aoi. Hi, Joyce. Thank you for having me. It's such a great afternoon to be here with you. <laughs> I'm so excited. So just a little bit of a background. Uh, we met during Write Away, which is this all-women writing getaway that you've put together. And I was really inspired through this, uh, you know, it's like a retreat, eh, right? It is a retreat, yeah. So what gave you the idea to put together Write Away? Um, well, first, I'm so happy that you joined. Um, that was maybe two, a year ago. A year ago, yeah. yes, 2018. Yeah, and um, so the idea behind that was I attended my first retreat in Bali in 2015 mm-hmm. and when I was there it was, I felt it was so transformative for me um, to get away to really focus on myself and what I wanted and you know it was and and it gave me a lot of time to write and reflect and and I realized that's what I needed at that point in my life and mm-hmm. I wanted it was a dream after leaving Bali to actually set up a retreat that that gave me that same inspiration that same 
piece that same calm for women in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And this is because you've been a writer for so long, right? Um, well, I'm actually I have not. I've been writing, but I haven't really been. Pub- I've only published the Sunday Night Journal, mm-hmm. but I've been part of uh, the publishing community for a long time. So I really, I feel like one of my missions in my life has really been to nurture creativity and to nurture um, writing in everyone. You know, that's actually very interesting because a lot of people would talk about being a creative in the Philippines, right? But whenever they talk about being a creative in the Philippines, it's always just a kind of side note to their main job. Parang, I am a teacher and I write on the side or I am, uh, whatever, a BPO agent and then I paint on the side. Was there really a point, before you transitioned into from publishing and into writing, was that like a leap of faith going, okay, I'm gonna leave my day job and then I'm gonna be a writer and I'm just gonna go for it. Well, my job, like what I really consider myself is a coach. Yeah, so the writing is actually an aside to the mm, aside it to actually um, it supports uh, my coaching business mm-hmm. um, so yeah when I left the publishing industry it really it looked like a leap of faith um, on the outside because it was I've been there for 16 years 16. and um, and it was really where um, I grew and thrived and, and was able to really um, do and publish all the magazines and all the books that I wanted um, but but for me, more than a leap of faith, it became like the logical next step. Mm-hmm. I had already done what I wanted in my career, and you know, I, I thrived and grew, and I wanted to see what else was out there and what else I could do, mm-hmm. and and really to do things for myself rather than um, having to report to a boss. That's right, and I, I liked what you said there. It was the logical next step. Because I feel like for you to continuously grow and thrive, you always have to think of what can I do next that will not only bring me out of my comfort zone, but will also challenge me to be better. Because I think the constant problem of us being stuck in a rut, it always stems from being too comfortable. You're always just too comfortable. And so you're comfortable at first, and then eventually it becomes a rut because you don't know how to get out of it anymore right that's right yeah mm. um yeah and i think you know being comfortable sometimes that's what you need yeah. and i never um judge people for wanting to stay in their comfort zone mm-hmm. but what happens is we sometimes have an inner voice i guess it's like what elsa heard <laughs> in uh, frozen 2 um you know there's an inner voice there's an inner call saying there has to be more and maybe mm. it's time to jump into the unknown mm-hmm. and and really um and listen listen yeah. to what what's calling you and and but that is really i'm not gonna lie that is incredibly uncomfortable yeah and for a lot of people it's better to just head back and That's go true. back to the comfort zone but Beyond the discomfort is, you know, just a place of possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, it's where once you get past the discomfort, where you end up is actually even better than what you had imagined. Wait, so how did you personally stay in that discomfort? Because you're right, a lot of people would just take a U-turn and go back to where they're comfortable. So for a lot of people, a lot of young people who are struggling, they want to get out of their comfort zone. They want to do something more. They want to try something else. But when they feel that discomfort, and you hear the story all the time, right? If millennials go into a job and it's a great job, it's a great opportunity, but the minute that they feel discomfort, they leave. They're like, this is not for me. I, I feel too uh, uncomfortable. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not comfortable here. Palaging ganun yung problema, right. di ba? So, how do you get past that? 
Um, yeah, so, well, I also, I have to let you know, I also went, you know, I went back to corporate as well. I mm-hmm. tried other jobs before I really made a commitment um, to then pursuing this path of, of being a coach. Um, so I think the first thing is, number one, is notice it and mm-hmm. acknowledge it and honor it and honor that, yeah, it is uncomfortable. And it's uncomfortable because it's new. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and know that that's part of newness, yeah. that there is discomfort that comes with that. Um, the second piece is really um, make a commitment. Mm-hmm. Is there... Are, and, and that making a commitment is not just to yourself, but actually it's making a commitment to your future self. That's right. It's actually making a commitment to the vision you have for your life. That mm-hmm. if you actually stay on this path, yeah, it might not go where you think it might. In mm-hmm. fact, you might even fail. But then, because there are no promises, right? That's right. Um, but number one is you have shown yourself that, hey, I can do this. Mm-hmm. I've made a commitment. And where you end up, you will either learn or you will and grow or you will be in a place where you're like, oh my God, this is even better. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you feel yourself um, faltering and like, oh, I just want to go back, um, you know, and be comfortable, um, seek the support of people um, who believe in you yeah. and who can remind you why you're doing, there, doing that. And in fact, that's the most important piece is know your why. Mm. Why did you move? Mm-hmm. Why did you leave? Yeah. You know, know that and always connect with that because mm-hmm. that why will propel you to, to keep going. Yeah. And it is not easy. I, I, I admire people who do it. Um, and I've done it. But, you know, when I, when I think about it, I'm like, oh, my God, that was really just, just courage every day. Just, okay, I'm more committed to this path than I'm committed to comfort. That's so nice. That's our tweetable for this first part of the episode. I'm more committed to my... To my why. To my why why, than to to my my comfort. comfort. I love that. And I think I also liked what you touched at Kanina, which is you take it day by day, right? Because I feel like the common misconception that we have when it comes to making that transition or doing something that will make you grow and thrive is that it has to be a big change agad-agad. That you take this one huge step and then your life is changed forever. But when you really look at things that change your life or new paths that you take, in life, it's always one day at a time. It's getting that courage to finish this day, realizing that, okay, I'm going to go through this day because I have my why in my head and in my heart, and I'll continue focusing on that just to get through this day, and then I'll worry about tomorrow when tomorrow comes. Right? Yeah, totally. I'm I'm a believer. In fact, when I work with clients, I'm always. I think they want like the next. The okay. When am I gonna leave my job? Mm-hmm. When am I gonna get big the, step again? Yeah. Uh, but I'm always let's go with um, small steps done continuous, done consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, really building those habits because courage doesn't happen overnight. That's courage right. is a habit. Mm-hmm. Commitment is a habit. Thinking positive thoughts is a habit. All of these things. This is not something that you do and immediately you are. Are transformed. Mm-hmm. This is really things that you take day by day. And you don't know, just by taking that small step, you find yourself so far from where you started. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh my God, that was just me, step by step, day by day, even breath by breath. That's right. Yeah. So it's moment not, by moment. Moment talaga. by moment. Talaga. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I feel like I'm already in a session with coaching <laughs> from you. So a, lo- a lot of people also know you as a career and life coach. Right. Tell us about how you started in this business. Yeah. So um, so when I left uh, my publishing job, I 
um, well, yeah, I, I found this thing. I, I went through some difficult uh, challenges in my personal life, and I worked with a counselor um, mm-hmm. to heal from those difficult challenges. And, and for me, it was really, wow, he really literally changed my life. Um, and he saw, he helped me get to the other side. Wow. And I said, oh my God, what a gift to be able to do this for people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I said, but I don't want to work with grief relationships. Like those, I feel was just, you know, very heavy. It felt mm-hmm. very burdensome for me. And I guess it would also have been a trigger for me having just gone through them myself. Yeah. So I was looking on the internet as all searches start, <laughs> whether you're traveling to a new place or traveling to your next uh, change in life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was looking and then I found this thing called coaching and I said, what is this? And I, it was about helping people and helping women become better than they are and helping women become who they're meant to be. Mm-hmm. And for me, I was like, oh my God, that's a job. People pay you to do that. <laughs> I said, oh my, I can do that. Yeah. And so I trained. So it was a, I took a 10-month uh, coaching program in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And, did you stay there? Uh, no, it was, uh, I did also a retreat like mm-hmm. right away. So there's a retreat and then everything was distance. So for mm-hmm. 10 months and I had to complete, uh, before I got certified, I had to complete 60 hours of coaching. Wow. Yeah, just to make sure that, you know, I, I learn and then I, you know, their tests. It is, it's pretty hardcore. But after that, I was a coach. Just very fun, very and now fulfilling. You are, yeah, and now you are a career and you're a life coach. How long have you been doing this? Right um, now? So I was certified in 2015, mm-hmm. but I, was doing, I started doing this full time in 2017. Again, discomfort. <laughs> That's <laughs> it right. It takes a while. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so it took a, even a while for me um, to. Really, in fact, I think that was the bigger leap. It's really saying yes to to being a coach full time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I like that because there there's a transition period. Right. Because I feel like a lot of people would always, we would always feel like you get out of something and then immediately you have to be settled into the next thing, right? But there's always that two year, three year transition period where you go, okay, I'm slowly getting into the to the vibe of this whole thing. Uh, I love the idea of career and life coaching because as you said, you don't have to be in that space of grief and loss to ask help from someone. So what would be the constant questions or I guess constant things that your clients would like to improve on? Right. So I've coached everyone um, on everything from weight loss. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So weight loss to uh, sticking to a diet, sticking to an exercise program to uh, should I leave my job? That's that's a big that's mm-hmm. a big one. Um, another um, went to me and said I'm, I'm celebrating a milestone birthday next year mm-hmm. so I want to take this year to really make sure that I'm on the right path and really know myself so so it's really been been varied but a lot is, is really career how do I deal with bosses how do I uh, deal with teams um, so and 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 it's been so interesting it's really about seeing like uh, the woman they want to be it's mm-hmm. really seeing that I want to be better I want to I'm already great I'm already good yeah. But I want to be better. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like you that's the constant thing that you... That's a state that you want to be in. Right. The state of I want to be better. Uh, one of my favorite writers, Jordan Peterson, 
wrote something like you don't compare yourself with another person you compare yourself with the person you were yesterday and with growth that's the constant mindset right to always compare yourself to the person you were yesterday if you could summarize some of the biggest lessons or not even the biggest some of the most important lessons that you've learned with your clients through either weight loss or sticking (laughs) to a goal or changing jobs what are the things that you've learned yeah, so the most important lesson I, you know, I try to uh, help my clients with is really um, this idea about around gratitude, um, mm-hmm. because a lot of people are are so used to seeing what's wrong, like yeah. and why things are taking so long to to happen, and but what I want them to see is what's actually working, what's actually going right in their lives, mm-hmm. and I think that shifts a lot. It's because then they see. There's not, you know, I, I'm not, I'm actually, I have a great life. Mm-hmm. I actually have a really good life. Um, the second piece is really understanding your why. I think that's, I, I'm so into that idea. And, um, the, you know, really understand why am I doing this? Why am I, you know, why, why is this happening? And, you know, why do I want this? Mm-hmm. Why is this my goal? So really digging deep into that. And the last is really taking responsibility. Um, I, what, what's so interesting is really this whole idea that everything that happened to you is really a result of the choices you've made. That's right. And, you know, you cannot point fingers. You cannot make excuses. Everything is your responsibility. And when you wake up to that realization, that's actually really empowering mm-hmm. because then you realize, oh, then I can choose right things yeah. and then do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And without having to say, but my boss, but my the traffic, or yeah. but the Philippines, but the politics. Um, no, you can choose despite all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know that sometimes it's hard. And again, this is why I say it's a habit. It's a practice, mm-hmm. and it's not something that will happen overnight. It's really step by step, moment by moment. That's yeah. right. Okay, so here's a, a question. Also, in when whenever you do coaching, it's always about creating a life you love, right? Right. So, what do you think are the simple steps? Because it's overwhelming sometimes to feel like, okay, I need to do all of these things for my life to be better, for my career to be better, for my relationships to actually flourish. And now that we're closing down 2019, they're closing down a decade for some people. What do you think are the tiny steps that they can take to make? Uh, to create a life that they love. Yeah, well, first, um, it's really stop looking at the shoulds and Mm. stop looking at everyone else, like what everyone else says. So you should exercise. You should be going out this Christmas. You should be uh, celebrating the end of a decade. Mm -hmm. You should... Stop looking at the shoulds. It really is what is important to you. So yeah. look at that. Um, for me, one of the most important things, like one simple, simple step is really journaling. Yes. Yeah. And it's really, and, and what I like uh, with journaling is, number one, it, it gives you a space uh, to leave your emotions on the page. Mm-hmm. And number two, it gives you a lot of clarity. Because as you write, you realize, okay, A, either you can solve the problem on your own, or B, if you can't, at at least it's written down. It's already dumped on something. Just get it out of your system. Yeah, just get it out of your <laughs> system. And it's dumped on someone completely, someone, something completely unjudgmental. It is a blank piece of paper. Mm-hmm. It's not going to say anything to you. And you can write all the bad words. You can 
um, honor all the feelings. Yeah. From anger to grief to sadness to excitement to joy. You know, just put put all of that on the page. And I think that's that is a great uh, first step to to crafting a life you love. And and through writing, you can also say, oh, this is what I like. Mm-hmm. This is what's interesting for me. This is what I'm curious about. Yeah. And I like also that me I personally journal almost every day. Every day actually talaga dapat. Wow. But then, you know, it, it gets when I get home and I'm super tired, I don't get to do it. So I try to find a way around it, which is I do it in the morning. So the next morning I write about the day that had happened to me. And this is something that a lot if not all of the successful people would continuously constantly talk about that journaling changes lives and uh, the Sunday Night Journal is something that you authored and I love that it has a lot of writing prompts in it and today Aoi also brought her first ever journal so before we go into the Sunday Night Journal tell us about your first journal <laughs> when did this happen okay. and what's inside yeah so this is my first journal it was actually given by it was a Christmas gift uh, given by my brother oh my god it's i wrote it it says so my first was like dear diary i am in grade six and i'm 11 years old wow. <laughs> yeah. so that was it so <laughs> yeah it's actually so cute like it has stickers property. Yeah, keep out. <laughs> yeah so yeah so i brought it and and you know and what i think what was the way I started was really like choice. I wrote every day what happened mm. and which is sometimes, which is great uh, for a lot of people, but sometimes I found it, in fact, even in grade six, I found it unsustainable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually would just write when when there would be things that would be interesting or exciting that would happen to me. So, um, so what I did recently was to come up with uh, a brand, which is my brand, called the Sunday Night Journal. Mm-hmm. And what I, the whole idea behind this was, I, I know that there's an, this whole thing called the Sunday Night Scaries, where mm-hmm. when the sun goes down on a Sunday night, you already start dreading. Even if there's still the rest of the evening ahead of you, you're already starting dreading the um, Monday morning, because you know that's when you'll have to wake up early to go to the office. And I said, wait, there has to be another way. There has to be another way to start the week on a on the right foot and I said oh what if we have a Sunday night self-care ritual and, and uh, it will center around the practice of journaling so Sunday night the Sunday night journal um, really starts with you taking a shower putting <laughs> on doing your skincare routine putting on your face mask and then taking the time to start journaling so this is my filled up journal and so what happens let me look for a blank page so what happens is um, there's there's a page here which has a prompt. Mm-hmm. Um, What's and the prompt? Then, so this one is, what has to change so I can have more of what I love in my life? Mm-hmm. And here's another prompt. Uh, when people meet me, I want them to feel blank. Am I doing that now? What can I do to bring more of that into my interactions with others? So a lot of really um, deep questions or what I need to let go. Mm-hmm. Um, what creative activities are calling to me? So just a whole... Uh, a, a lot of different prompts, yeah. um, and and then there are the ones who are constant prompts also, right? Yeah. So here on the left is like it changes um, weekly. 
sorry, on the right, changes weekly, and on the left is a constant um, weekly review. So there's a space where you go through your week, what went well and what could have gone better. And mm-hmm. this is really comes from a Silicon Valley practice called retrospectives, yeah. where they really um, look at, you know, as a, in a meeting, really look at their week and say, hey, what went well and what could have gone better. And you don't have to work in Silicon Valley to, to do that for yourself. And there, um, there are spaces to write down three things I'm grateful for, three things I'm excited about, and three things I want to accomplish. And this three things I'm looking forward to, with this little spot here, um, what I love about this is if I'm feeling like I haven't filled this up in weeks, I'm mm. like, ooh, wait, wait, why am I not excited about my <laughs> life? Like, that's actually for me a, a thing that, okay, I'm not so excited. And it's a wake-up call, time to shift, time to add some excitement. And do, you can do that for yourself. You don't have to wait for someone to do that for you and this is another fun section at the bottom is just a little blank space where you can write an affirmation a bible quote your quotation of the day a tweet that you found or just something um someone who uses it uses it to test her pants (laughs) you know so anything i call it the anything ghost uh, (laughs) corner so just write whatever you like Mm -hmm. in that little corner you know what i love about the sunday journal it's actually a great tool for a lot of people who aren't writers or not particularly inclined to writing but they want to start journaling because they know that it can really help with their mental emotional spiritual state right it doesn't have to be an everyday thing that you write down, you sit down on, but it's a once a week thing where you just kind of assess the week that you've had, right? right? Yeah, and and what I like about it, because it's part of the Sunday night self-care ritual, then you feel good. Mm-hmm. You you end the week or you start the week feeling good. Um, you feel like you've centered yourself. You're more mindful. You're more intentional about how you want your week to go. Mm-hmm. And then, and hopefully have a good sleep. And then, and then the whole idea is that when you start feeling good, then you make everyone around you feel good. Imagine that when you go to work in the morning, your first the, your first thought is not, oh my God, it's Monday, but oh my God, it's, it's Monday. Monday. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And so, you know, greeting the guard, greeting the guy who serves you coffee, um, your team, mm-hmm. you know, when, when you enter, they're like, oh, good mood, si mom. Mm-hmm. You know, and imagine that, what, what that will change, how that will change their lives already. I mean, the first moment can already wreck or make someone's day, mm-hmm. not just yours, but someone whose life you've, you've just touched. That's right. Yeah. And let's be honest, this position changes everything. Your disposition in life, the way that you look at life, your perspective on a Monday, whether it be, I'm so excited for Monday or, oh my gosh, Monday is just another day before Friday, right? You can think of life very differently and the way that you place yourself in the beginning of anything, whether that's your day or the beginning of your week or your month or your year or your decade, it changes the entire course of things for you, right? right? Yeah. And and 2020 is coming and we are closing down our interview right now with Aoi. But before we let you go, what's one thing that you would want to leave behind in 2019 or in this decade? And what's another thing that you'd like to carry over to 2020 and the rest of the decade? Oh, that is a very Sunday night journal question. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I think number one, I, w- I would like to leave really idea, um, just really ideas that I'm limited, you know, mm. just ideas that, um, you know, like the fact that you you're, you can only play in the space, mm-hmm. you know, this idea of staying small. And I actually want to just carry this idea of abundance and I carry this idea of, you know, taking responsibility for everything um, that, that you've 
you've made every choice that you've made. Really, really owning that, and and you know, and I think really the, the biggest thing is really ha- being grateful. I mean, being grateful for this afternoon here with Joyce, um, being grateful for this wonderful space we're in, and being grateful to be able to do the work that I do and mm-hmm. be able to talk to everyone. Um, on this uh, podcast slash vlog <laughs> thanks Aoi you know if you want to be able to try a career and life coach Aoi has a website so tell us more about your digital platforms Aoi yeah so um, yeah so you can find me on auroramsuarez.com and uh, you can also find me on Instagram um, on at your heart crafted life and uh, if you're interested in the Sunday night journal um, so I have three products so this is volume one then uh, this is volume two, mm-hmm. and I also came up with a uh, washi tape, yeah, which is really cute. It has uh, journaling prompts, oh, so wow. it's really cute. So you can just use, um, you know, take take any notebook and then just stick in the prompt and then cut it where it changes color. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, and That's then great. yeah, and then just stick it in. So if you're getting into um, like a writing rut, so if every day you've been writing and you're kind of getting into writing rut, like oh, I'm tired of writing about like my my life maybe pull out the prompt and then just answer that yeah through this uh, a great idea yeah Sunday night washi so this these are all available on my website and on yoursundaynight.com wonderful thank you very much Aoi thank, thank you, you for being on the show thank you it's so it was lovely and it's such a pleasure for me thanks Aoi thank you very much for watching and listening to this episode of Adulting with Joy Spring Aoi and I would love to hear from you and we've got some questions that you can answer through the comment section on my Instagram and YouTube or through joyspring.com Aoi okay so the first question is what was the biggest lesson you learned in the past year And the second question is, what three things are you most grateful for in 2019? Those are your questions for this episode of Adulting with Joy Spring. Please do join the conversation on joyspring.com and don't forget to tag me with hashtag Adulting with Joy Spring. And that's it for this episode. If you'd like to continue the conversation, go to www.joyspring.com. And if you want to support the podcast, go to patreon.com slash adulting with Joy Spring. I'll talk to you guys soon. Paalam. <laughs>